0: Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zollman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I'm excited for yet another guest episode. I love having these guests on the air to share with you their great tips, tricks and advice. You know, in case you got tired of me all last year, now you've got, got all these new people coming in. So without further ado, let me introduce Candy Messer. She is a profitability and growth advisor working with entrepreneurs in the service-based industries to help them have successful businesses. With experience in the bookkeeping industry since 1998, Candy understands the stresses business owners face and offers customized services to meet their varying needs. Her company energizes business owners by removing the burden of compliance tasks as well as working with them to identify issues preventing higher profitability and or growth. As a result of using her services, clients have peace of mind and the freedom to do what they love. Candy is co-author of Business Success with Ease released in 2013 and Navigating Entrepreneurship released in 2014 and is the host of the Biz Help for You podcast which can be found on YouTube as well as multiple podcast channels. Candy has been married since 1992 to her husband Garth, and they have a son, daughter, son-in-law, and two grandsons. When not running her company, Candy enjoys reading, crocheting, logic puzzles, and spending time with friends and family. Candy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being a guest today. I'm so excited to share you with my people and your knowledge and wisdom. So
1: um, you ready to get started? I am. Thank you for the invitation.
0: It's my pleasure. So, Candy, the ultimate question that I ask everybody, what is your favorite tip, trick, or advice uh, that will help business owners grow from six to seven levels without killing themselves?
1: (laughs) Uh, There's a lot that could really go into that, but I think number one is... Really de- de- delegating some things from your own plate to someone else who can help you, so you can focus on the things that are going to make you successful and bring in more revenue. If you are doing the mundane tasks of doing your bookkeeping or you know making deposits or trying to figure out some of the things in the business administratively, you're not using your time effectively. So figuring out who can help you and creating systems so that they can follow your process. Because a lot of people think they don't want to hand off those tasks because someone's not going to do them correctly, right? You know, only I know what I'm doing and I can't hand that off. Well, We work too many hours to do those little mundane tasks. So write down your process and have step by step, literally every step that someone could go through and say, Oh, the first step is I go to, you know, banking, write checks. I'm going to post that, you know, whatever it is in your process, because there are so many things that have to be done. We as business owners wear tons of hats, right? You know, I'm the HR person and the marketing person and the salesperson and, you know, you name it. So that's one of the tips that I give. Another thing that I think is really important, too, is if you want to be driving that revenue, you need to make yourself your own customer as well. Because so many people think, I need to get the client work done. So they put off invoicing their clients, right? I'll get to it, you know, I'll get to it next week or I have this big project that needs to be finished. But if you're not consistent with your invoicing, you're losing out on that revenue that you could get it at some point, right? But maybe you end up forgetting to invoice the customer or they then see it as not important to you to get paid quickly. So they might hold off on paying for a while too. So then you end up with cash flow issues. That brings a lot more stress as well, right? If you can't make your payroll or you can't pay your credit card bills, you know, all of those things. So I recommend to my clients set up an actual calendar, whether it's you do it every Friday you do it twice a month, you do it the last day of the month, whatever that is, you know that you've set aside that time to create those invoices. And again, if you could have someone else helping you do that, great. But at least have it on the calendar where you know you're creating those invoices, they're going out, and then your customer knows when to expect them. You can have a billing process where they automatically even charge the customer, which saves you time and energy as well, makes things more efficient. So Whatever you could do to make your structure more efficient, you're going to be more profitable, right? And it's just going to make that so much easier for you. The other thing I need to point out is you need to not just look at the top line revenue. So many people look at, I want to grow my sales, right? But it's not just that top line. It is what do you have on that bottom line? So you could be growing your revenue, but increasing your expenses at a greater rate. And so you're actually less profitable. I actually have an example of this where someone came to me a few years ago and said, you know, our company is growing exponentially. You know, not that long ago, we were a $3 million company. We're about to be a $10 million company before the end of this year, but we have no money in the bank. Why is that? And I actually did an analysis for them and compared about three to four prior years. And I looked at what was their revenue, what was their profit. And every year that they grew, their profit actually decreased because they were putting into more labor, you know, more equipment, you know, all these extra costs. And so it was eye-opening for him to actually see those numbers because they were just looking at the top line, like, yes, we're going to make it to $10 million. But they were down to about 2% profit where a couple of years before they had much more profit at the end of the year. So those are some of the things that I talk about that are important for business owners to really look at and see what can they be doing to streamline the process and have other people help them so that they can be doing the things that are going to generate even more revenue.
0: I love that. And I, I have to say, I can totally relate to that person that was like, I'm making so much more money, but it's like, there's not much left over. What's going mm-hmm. on? Um, my, I experienced that myself in um, 2020, and I was really bad about looking at my numbers. I will confess mm-hmm. was bad about looking at my numbers. I was looking at that top line. Oh my God, I made my best month ever. I did this and I did that. And then, you know, someone would look at me. So what was your profit margin? I'd be like, um, I don't know. So Mm -hmm. when I started looking at that, I went, oh my gosh, I didn't get down to 2%, but I had gotten down to like 15% and Mm -hmm. total wake up call and yet, that's when you go. Okay, now we got to look at not only expenses, but do I need to raise my prices? Mm-hmm. Do I need to to sell things differently? What What do I need to do? You know, because cutting expenses is great, but in some cases, you can't cut the expenses right. because then you can't keep up with the workload, and it's a clear sign you need to raise your prices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, knowing your numbers is
1: huge. Um, right. And or go ahead. I was going to say that's just so true because so many people will not look at the numbers until they just have to get their taxes done right so they'll put the stuff together even if they're using someone like me that has the financial reports prepared for them often they're not looking at them and i don't know Sometimes it might be because they're busy. Maybe they're feeling overwhelmed with understanding. And we even offer like, we'll sit down with you and go over this information with you. And I don't know if sometimes people are embarrassed, maybe that they don't understand like the numbers are not as great at math or something. And they're afraid like to really take a deep look. So they're thinking, oh, I'll just do it for taxes. But there's so much that you can change by looking at those numbers and finding out like, oh, we're overspending kind of in this category and making that change now to be even more profitable because there are some things you probably can make a change to that would make a significant impact.
0: Yes, definitely love that. And, and and along those lines, if a client comes to you and says, Candy, you know, this year we're making X. And that's our, you know, our gross revenue this year is X. And, you know, and we know our numbers thanks to you. Next year, we want to increase our gross revenue to, let's say, a million dollars. Let's say they're making mm-hmm. a half a million now. And next year, they want to make a million dollars. Do you have a process and do you assist them with like taking that number and going backwards in time to map out what it's going to take for them to make a million dollars in that next year um, and break it down maybe month by month or whatever the case may be? Do you have that kind of process and consulting with your clients?
1: Those are things that we can do. There's a lot that goes into that, of course, too. So usually if we're going to work with somebody in a more in-depth, you know, relationship, which is really what we want to be able to do too. We don't want to just get information after the fact and just put the data in and give you reports and it goes to the CPA, right? Because again, you're not using that data effectively to make changes in your business. So if we can help you understand where some of those changes can be made, that's great. So the first thing we like to do is actually have a sit down meeting and really learn from you what's going on in the business. Yes, I know you want more revenue, but what else maybe is going on? So we could dig a little bit deeper and find out what some of those challenges might be that's affecting that. But then we look at what are some of the things that you could do to raise that revenue, right? One of them is you've already got customers, right? What can you do To have them purchase more from you right whether it's a restaurant and they do that you know suggestion sale or if it's you know maybe a retail customer what can they do to add on something for a sale so you've already got that customer Um, but obviously talking about what can you do to draw in new customers that maybe haven't purchased from you anymore um, maybe it's looking at your pricing and changing what that is because a lot of people make mistakes with their pricing too, especially if they're selling a product and they're thinking, well, I'm buying my goods at X dollars. So I just need to double the price or triple the price or whatever that might be. But if they're not looking at all of the costs that are in their business, so your overhead, right? You've got rent and insurance and labor and you know all of these different things. So if you're not really taking into consideration all of those costs, you might be underpricing your product and you can't just look at someone down the street that's selling something and what are they selling it at? Oh, I'm going to do the same thing because they may be set up totally different too. So it's important to really look at like all of these different things to figure out what can you do to drive up that top line number. Awesome. I love that. Thank you
0: so much. Um, Any last thoughts on, on what it takes to go from six to seven figures and beyond that you can think of in this moment?
1: Well, again, it's proper accounting of your information, too. There's a lot of people who do their bookkeeping that actually don't really know how certain things should be posted, and they may be making mistakes, and that can affect what those numbers are. So you might think you're profitable but you might not be, right? If you're posting some things incorrectly. So it's really understanding all of that. And again, if someone is a smaller business, I understand like they probably wanna do it themselves to save on that money. And so if they had some type of understanding, whether they sat down with someone like me that we just explained, this is how you need to do certain things with your transactions so they're accurate. That's one of the things, but making sure you're actually reconciling. This is another misnomer where people think, oh, I'm on QuickBooks Online and the data just feeds in and then it just gets posted. That's not reconciling. That's just posting transactions that import. And those are not always accurate. Sometimes transactions come in twice. Sometimes transactions are missed. And so it's really important to actually take that monthly bank statement and reconcile it in your data file to make sure that you really have everything in there again. Because those small little things that are missed can make a big difference in that revenue in the long run. Yes,
0: that's an excellent point because I have used those and QuickBooks and any other bookkeeping right. software that automatically pulls your transactions in many of them automatically categorize and, and believe me, if I didn't go in weekly and look at my stuff and go, Oh yeah, that was not a meal or entertainment or because right. some <laughs> of the, the transactions, thing. that some of the ways they auto categorize. I'm like, mm-hmm. Where they make mistakes that
1: from. <laughs> yes. So it's don't like, just no, assume that it's correct. That. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. Double check everything. Double
0: check everything. Yes. And sometimes, you know, and if you do, you know, along those same lines that you mentioned, you know, checking it, reconciling monthly, and I don't know, maybe I'm just, you know, one of those people that's more into my numbers or something, but Mm -hmm. I would rather do mine weekly because if I had to do it once a month, I would sit here for hours going, you can do that. I don't even have that many
1: transactions, but it would still Mm -hmm. drive me nuts to do it once a month. Yeah, you could do that. It's more like considered like a soft close. So you're not completely reconciling because you actually reconcile to the statement but you can take your transaction activity and make sure that everything is actually in the software. And then you can just, you know, check mark like, yes, those are cleared so far. But then you just wait until that monthly statement is actually out. You get that final number, then you match it, you know, no discrepancy. That's good. And I know people that want to do that, especially if they're really concerned about cash flow and they want to make sure that everything is in there so they know where they stand. Um, because that's another thing I tell people do not trust your bank statement. Don't look at the bank balance, log your bank and say, oh, I've got $2,000 left so I can pay. There's usually transactions that are pending that don't show yet. And so if you think you have money in there, you may not, and you might end up with those NSF fees. So it's really important to you know really double check your information before you assume you have money that you might not have.
0: Awesome. I love it. Yes, that is always good. You never want to spend more than you have in the bank account. That is not a good thing. So well, Candy, this has been really great. I really have loved the information that you're giving to my people, and I know they'll love it, too. So, you know, in closing, tell them where they can find you and if there's any way that they can, you know, what, what ways can they work with you or find out more about sure. you and, and about the things that you do in your company for other businesses like them.
1: Sure. Well, you did mention my podcast. So my podcast is biz Help for You. So you could find it on YouTube. If you just search like the hashtag biz Help for You. it should come up, or my name Candy Messer. And I also have a free report that I've given that's on financial lingo. So if you're overwhelmed with the numbers on your financial reports or you don't understand the difference between cash flow and profit, I do have a free report. If you go to my website, it's affordable bookkeeping and payroll com slash thank you dot pdf now that's a little bit long so if you don't want to type that in you could just email my company at the word contact c o n t a c t at abnp.com then we can actually just email you the link you could click download it's really easy uh, if you're interested in working with us, we are a bookkeeping company. We're a payroll company. We handle a lot of the compliance, including handling the employee retention tax credits, too, that people are applying for. You can actually go to my website as well, abmp.com, and there's a button that says Get Started on the first page. It's a questionnaire you could just fill in, and then we'd set up a time to chat. So any of those ways. And my phone number, for those who like to call, is 310-534-5577. Awesome.
0: Thanks again, Kami, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you being here and thank you to all my listeners for hanging out and listening to us talk about numbers and money and all those good things. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.